Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. We are in the book of Revelation, and we'll be looking at chapters 17 and 18 that describes the destruction of Mystery Babylon. So let's go ahead and pray, and we'll get right into the Word of God. Father, we bless you today. We thank you for your goodness, for your mercy. And Lord, we trust that the the truth that uh, the Holy Spirit will unveil to us, Lord, will help us and encourage us in the things of God. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before we get into the study of the Word, we've got to define what Babylon is. Now, first off, uh, Babylon is not a particular city, even though Scripture refers uh, this title to uh, cities or empires that exist in the world. Uh, John is describing not so much a city as a system. And this system encompasses religion, encompasses politics, economics, and government. As a matter of fact, uh, the world today is being manipulated by this system called Babylon. It's it's a system that has existed uh, from the very early beginnings of the human race. And it has brought to power uh, former empires, Assyria, Egypt, Babylonia, Greece, Rome, even the revived Roman Empire that we're studying now in the book of Revelation. All of these will come and God will allow it. God has allowed these empires to come into being uh, to uh, further his his purpose and his will in the earth. So Paul describes this system as the mystery of iniquity, that it is already in the world, and it's a system that works to deceive and corrupt the human race. And that is what its purpose is. Now, the mystery of iniquity, it's it's alive and working presently. And the purpose behind the mystery of iniquity, we call it the system of Babylon, is to bring forth the man of sin, just like Uh, God brought forth his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He prepared the way. And we see that throughout the New Testament. Satan corrupts and copies everything concerning the plan of God. He takes what God has created. He corrupts it. And that's exactly what this system is. It's a a corruption of God's plan and purpose uh, for mankind, except Uh, Satan's purpose is exactly the opposite. He wants to corrupt uh, the things that God has created. And so that's the purpose of this Babylonian system, uh, this mystery of iniquity. It's to bring forth uh, the man of sin, just like God the Father brought forth Jesus Christ as the son. The Antichrist is called the son of perdition, and that's exactly what Uh, This beast system or Babylon, as we call it, uh, is going to bring forth. It's going to bring forth the the Antichrist, who is and will be the son of perdition. That's what the Bible calls him. So the purpose behind the establishment of Babylon uh, as an evil empire is to do just exactly that. And behind this strategy is of Babylon is the fact that Satan himself Uh, He wants to be God over the world. Actually, he wants to be God over the entire universe. And so uh, to further our history and understanding of the Babylonian system, 
uh, right after the fall of Adam, uh, when Adam and Eve, they began to beget children and the race of man began to expand throughout the known world, uh, there was one of the progenitors of the race of man by the name of Nimrod. And Nimrod is credited with the establishment of the Tower of Babel. And the Tower of Babel was the beginning of a system and a design of one world ruler, one language over all the human race. And of course, Nimrod himself was to be their God. And so the epitome of this system was entirely sinful, entirely selfish, entirely corrupt, came out of the the heart and the mind of fallen man who is being led by the God of this world, the devil himself. So the this system, uh, this demonic system, this uh, demonic system of world power uh, and profane history uh, speaks of Nimrod becoming the head of this Babylonian ministry or mystery, actually, Uh, in opposition to the true worship of Almighty God, uh, Nimrod and his wife Semiramis instituted a corrupt, this corrupt religious system of animal and of human sacrifice and the worship of idols. Now, Semiramis, the wife of Nimrod, was supposed to have birthed a child miraculously. And this child was given the name of Tammuz. And Tammuz was considered a savior of the people. He is a, was considered to be a messiah, a false messiah. Now, all of this took place thousands of years before Jesus ever came to earth. How did the devil know to copy that which God intended to do? Well, it comes from Genesis chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field, upon thy belly you'll go. Dust you shall eat all the days of your life. Notice this, verse 15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed, the seed of the serpent, and her seed, the seed of woman. Who? What is God prophesying here? What is he talking about? Well, he's talking about the Antichrist, and he's talking about the Christ. The seed of of Satan is the Antichrist. The seed of the woman is Christ, the Savior, uh, the Lord Jesus. But notice here that God prophesies and says, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. The seed of woman is going to bruise the head of the seed of Satan. Now to bruise thy head is an oriental term that means take away the authority of. And that's exactly what the Bible depicts, especially here in the book of Revelation. Now, all pagan religions, they all have their roots in this mystery Babylon. Baal worship, so common in the Old Testament, that was a form of this kind of worship that that uh, Nimrod uh, brought forth, created through the hand of the devil, created in this Babylonian system, which began with him. Now, notice what Ezekiel writes concerning the abominations of Israel. And he said, and the Lord said also unto me, turn again and you shall see greater abominations that they do. 
Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north. And behold, there sat women weeping for Tammuz. Who is Tammuz? The son of Semiramis and Nimrod that, had, that they had made a god out of. Then said he unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations than these. And he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house, and behold, at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, were about five and twenty men with their backs toward the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east, and they worshiped the sun toward the east. And so we see the nation of Israel affected by this Babylonian system that has turned their hearts away from God and turned them toward the devil. They were actually worshiping the devils. Now, another fact about that we that we have found out through profane history is that this Tammuz supposedly was killed, but then brought back to life. So we see here from the earliest antiquity human history that Satan had already developed a corrupt copy of the plan and the purpose of God designed in the salvation of man through Jesus Christ. And he's going to bring forth the Antichrist. And the Antichrist is going to, world, is going to lead the world into the worship of Satan. So <clears throat> this mystery religion... It was alive at the very beginning of the human race. It is alive now. It's functioning now. Amen. And its purpose is to do exactly what Satan has designed and what he desires to do. Isaiah says this. How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground? You did weaken the nations. How did he weaken the nations? Through this vile, corrupt system. You have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. But he's not going to do that. He's going to be cast down to hell. Because Paul wrote to the Corinthians in chapter first letter, chapter 15, then comes the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, talking about Jesus, even the father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and all power. That is earthly power. That is heavenly spiritual power. All rule, all authority, all power. Jesus would conquer over all for he must reign. Speaking of his millennial reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him that God may be all and all. You and I as saved born again believers are part of God being all and all. Amen. So this is not a depressing message. This is an encouraging message to help us to know that Satan is not going to win overall. Everything that's going on in the world today, all the evil that's going on in the world today is a result of this Babylonian system, people yielding themselves to this system. But for, for those who are saved, those who are born again, we're not of this system. We're of the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's the blessing part 
of the book of Revelation. All right, now let's go get into the word of God. And there came out of the and there came out one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials and talked with me, saying unto me, come hither and I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sits upon many waters with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Notice that all false religions came forth from the dragon. And this system now, we're talking about the religious part of the Babylonian system. This this system is called the great whore. Notice it's called a her. Just like the mother of Jesus is the woman Mary, the mother of this system is called a harlot. And notice that John sees her sitting upon many waters. Well, many waters speaks to us of the inhabitants of the world. Now, verses three and four. And so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting sit upon a scarlet colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Notice. John is carried in the spirit into the wilderness. And remember how it was the sun clothed woman that was carried away into the wilderness. So we're going to see here that everything that Satan has constructed is an exact counterfeit copy of the design of God. Jesus is the creator. Well, then who is the devil? Well, the devil is the corrupter. Everything that Jesus created is good. Everything that Satan corrupts is evil. So once again, John sees this woman carried away into the wilderness. And John also sees this woman sitting upon a scarlet colored beast, the same color as the dragon. And this woman comes exactly from the very heart and the depth of the, the devil. The beast is said to be scarlet colored, which is the same color, the the great red dragon, Satan. And furthermore, this woman is clothed in purple and scarlet. And these colors were also used to adorn the tabernacle of Moses and the garments of the high priest. So here we have a corrupt copy of what God is trying to do. So what we're seeing here is the corruption of the holiness of God. Satan turning the world upside down. Just like many in today's world are turning the world upside down. They're calling good evil and they're calling evil good. All right. Verses five and six. And upon her forehead was a name written mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. So this woman represents mystery Babylon. And it's the religious system Satan has put into place in opposition to Almighty God. And John also sees this great woman, this woman, this great whore, drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. So that's the epitome of false religion. It always punishes, persecutes and martyrs the true followers of the Lord Jesus. All right, now verses seven and eight. And the angel said unto me, wherefore did thou marvel? He, John wondered at the, at the sight of this woman. 
I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and the beast that carries her, which has seven heads and ten horns. Same nature as the dragon. The beast which you saw was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they beheld the beast that was and is not and yet is. So John looks upon this woman and he looks upon the beast. He wonders at this woman and the angel describes who this woman is and who the beast is. First off, he says the angel describes this beast as having seven heads and ten horns. Same with the with the woman, seven heads, ten horns. And so this identifies these as coming out of the heart and the spirit of the dragon. But notice something else that that the angel describes. He says that uh, this beast is not and shall ascend. Notice this, shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And so this means that the Antichrist, who is the beast, he's not coming from above like Jesus did. He's coming from the netherworld. He's coming from the place of the dead. So you see the exact opposite between Christ the head and Antichrist is the corruption of the Christ. That's why he's called the Antichrist. So sooner or later, you'll be able to tell when when things are said, things are done and you start, you know, uh, looking at this and piecing it, taking it apart, looking at, you know, whatever it is, whatever uh, idea is, whatever society is, whatever uh, evil people are saying. When you reduce this down the common denominator, you're going to find that uh What is not of God is coming from beneath and what is of God is coming from above. And of course, the angel, you know, he tells John that they that dwell on the earth shall wonder after the beast whose names are not written in the foundation of the world. So they're going to wonder after this beast. They're going to wonder to worship him and to bow down before him and to follow him, but not the church. Amen. Those that are on on earth at this time, they're not going to have anything to do with the Antichrist. So who is this Antichrist? Well, he's a counterfeit Messiah. Just like Jesus is the true Messiah, the Antichrist will be the counterfeit Messiah. Now, verses 9 through 11. And here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. There are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he does come, he must continue a short space. The one who is to come is the Antichrist himself. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth, and is of the seven, and goeth into perdition. So going all the way back to the very beginning of the history of man coming forward, this is a system. It's a system of Satan. It's a system used to corrupt people of the earth to get them to follow him. All right, verses 12 and 13. And the ten horns which you saw are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. So the ten kings, they're ten kingdoms. They're all subservient to the Antichrist. They consolidate their power and support uh, to bring the Antichrist to power as the one world dictator. And verse 14. 
the most important verse in this chapter. These shall make war with the lamb and the lamb shall overcome them for he is Lord of lords and king of kings and that they are with him are called and chosen and faithful. So all the combined forces of the Antichrist and all the forces of the nations who align themselves with the Antichrist will not be strong enough to defeat the Lord Jesus when he comes to earth. And I say praise God for that. Verses 15 and 16 says, And he said to them, The waters which you saw where the horse sits are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And the ten horns which you saw upon the beast, they shall hate the whore and shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. God has put it into the hearts of these to destroy this very horror, this religious system, amen, that God, that Satan himself developed as a counter to the work of God going on in the earth. So uh, this great horror, this uh, false religion that has ingrained itself into all the religions of the earth, including Christianity, there is a religion called Christendom that is nothing at all to do with Christianity. Christianity involves a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ coming into and being baptized and coming into the kingdom of God. Christendom is just a form. That's all it is, a form and a ritual, and it has no power in it. Now, the last two verses of chapter 17. For God hath put it in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled and the woman's what you saw is that great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. Once again, it's not necessarily talking about a material city. It's talking about a spiritual city. Amen. Just like Augustine wrote the city of God. What we're talking about here is the city of Satan. Amen. All right. Now, chapter 18, verses one through three. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the greatest fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. And all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. So now what chapter 18 records is the, the, the perishing and the destruction of the material, Bab- I mean, the, uh, the economic system of Babylon and also the political system of Babylon. All these are going to be crushing down to the ground and they're going to be destroyed. Uh, verses four and five. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. Now, that's important. My people, that's important that you be not partakers of her sins and that you receive not of her plagues for her sins have reached unto heaven and God hath remembered her iniquities. Well, who are the my people that the angel is or this voice from heaven is speaking to? Well, it's my people, Israel. If you go through the Old Testament and you go through the New Testament, you will not find one place where the church is called my people. My people is always a reference to the nation of Israel. 
Matthew 2, 6, Acts 7, 34, Romans 9, 25 and 26, 2 Corinthians 6, 16, Hebrews 8, 10, and this verse, Revelation 18, 4. My people is always a reference to the Old Testament verses of Scripture talking about the people of Israel. So God is saying to the people of Israel, come out of her, come out of this system. Don't be a partaker of her sins and receive not of her plagues. Verses 6 through 8. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works. And the cup which she hath filled, fill to her double. That's why the voice declares Babylon is fallen, is fallen. How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I said a queen. She was this Babylonian system in the Old Testament was called the queen of heaven. And am no widow and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine. And she shall be utterly burned with fire for strong is the Lord God who judged her. Amen. Now, verses nine through 19. Notice this now. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when she shall see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, that mighty city, for in one hour judgment is come. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth her merchandise any more. The merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones, pearls, fine linen, purple and silk and scarlet and all fine wood and all manner vessels of ivory and all manner vessels of most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble and cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil, fine flour, wheat, beasts and sheep and horses and chariots. Notice this and slaves and souls of men. Slaves and souls of men. Not only does this system involve merchandise, it involves human trafficking and slavery. And do we see that alive today? Oh, we most certainly do. Where does it come from? It comes from this system. And the fruits that thy soul hated after are departed from thee. And all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee, and thou shalt find them no more at all. The merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold, precious stone and pearls, for in one hour so great riches has come to naught. And every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is likened to this great city? And they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness, for in one hour she is made desolate. Why are so many people turning to corruption? Because it makes them wealthy. The love of money is the root of all evil. But notice three times the cry was, alas, alas. And that just speaks to us of how devastating the destruction of this system will be. 
So the voice out of heaven describes the totality of the destruction of this world system, all due to the wrath of Almighty God. Amen. And the description of this judgment upon Babylon covers its economy, covers its politics, covers its religion. The king's wailing because of her destruction speaks to us of that political power of Babylon that it will be destroyed. The merchants of the earth speaks of the total economic destruction which falls upon her. Notice three times the term, the the phrase, alas, alas, that great city. And so finally, verses 20 through 24, Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy prophets and apostles, for God has avenged you on her. And a mighty angel took up a great stone and cast it into the sea, saying, With violence, this great city Babylon is thrown down and found no more at all. And the voice of harpers, musicians, pipers, trumpeters shall heard no more at, thee, at all in thee. No craftsman, whatever crafty be, shall be found any more in thee. The sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And the light of the candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of earth. For by thy sorceries all nations were deceived. And in her was found the blood of the prophets, saints, and all that were slain upon the earth. This is the final destruction of the kingdom of the, of the Antichrist and of the dragon. Amen. Praise God. God is going to have victory, and we are going to have victory as God's servants. We thank God for that. Now, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.